You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit. One podcast at a time with your host, Alicia McCormack. Someone has told me, my bride chiller friends and groom chiller friends, that there's a wedding occurring, a royal wedding occurring in this uh, next couple of weeks or this week, potentially. I should know the date, but I don't. I live in London, I'm surrounded by a royal tat, and I am the most blinkered, blinded person to this whole event in the whole wide world, which is why when uh, one of my lovely friends, one of my lovely, uh, what are we going to call you, Megan? Like a, a, a wedding pro, you're a publicist, you're a very... I, I guess wedding industry expert, yes. people think I'm still a planner. It's I have this identity crisis, I don't know, but wedding industry expert, I guess, is fine. <laughs> and, you're, and hilariously, your name is also Megan, not Megan, as I always say uh, when I'm talking about Megan and Harry. I got in trouble at work the other day. I'm like, oh, that bloody Megan. And someone's like, um, actually, it's Megan. And I was like, oh, whoa, whoa. It's like I'd said yeah. something hideously wrong. Yes, and, and you did. And I kind of want to end this podcast early <laughs> now because I didn't realize that we were going to run into this. This is a lifelong challenge. I'm constantly correcting people. My husband finally said, "Do you did you ever think maybe you're the wrong one and, and your name is Megan? I'm like, no. No, <laughs> and you're also American, and you're also very into this royal wedding. And when we spoke um, offline a few weeks ago, and you sort of said, "Hey, mm-hmm. maybe I could come and talk about this," I jumped at the chance because I feel like, you know, I'm I host, and I don't want to be a dickhead, but I host one of the most popular wedding planning podcasts <laughs> around, and yet. I, it's a really big event and I just have taken no interest in it and I feel bad sort of, but then I'm like, you know what, let's get someone on that knows about it. And then also we can expand the topic a little bit into traditions yes. and a bit about pressure from family following traditions. Because the one thing I have enjoyed, mm-hmm. Megan, not Megan, is that I think that Harry <laughs> and Megan are expanding as much as they possibly can because there's a lot of constraints attached to their relationship and all this extra stuff. They are taking a couple of steps outside of tradition, which I applaud them for because it's quite difficult with the very stuffy royal family. So where do we begin? Yes. Where do we begin? Well, I I mean, at the very beginning, no, no, I agree with you a hundred percent. I think this brings larger conversation. I mean, let's, let's do the big elephant in the room right away is, you know, the minute this is announced, we're all like, hold the phone. She's been married before and, and there's no problem with that, but that's huge. That's huge for the Royal wedding, uh, Royal family. I should say, I mean, anyone who's watched the crown and I'm sure we have a few fans out there. I mean, we all know that that didn't go so hot. You know, there was a little something called the abdication in the last century as a result. And so, um, and then of course the whole thing with Charles and Camilla, which was a mess for you. It's like a PR crisis (laughs) for years. And so too, it was, I mean, it's like fascinating. I've I read so much on it. And I, I wish I could do like a whole class on just, you know, I wish someone would let me teach a whole class on like PR and how it, you know, relates to the, the British royal family. But, you know, the minute that was announced, it suddenly was like, we're in for a totally different ball yeah. game here, so to speak, you know, well, I guess ball game. That's very American of me. <laughs> no, I love it. Let's, let's, let's cross over. Well, Megan is American. Yeah. She's also mixed race. She's yes. diverse. She's bringing in a whole different, uh, a, a whole different sort of flavor to the whole thing you know different view you know 
Mm-hmm. She's American, as uh, Wallace was as well. I love a bit of Wallace, mm-hmm. and I did actually get into uh, the British have been the British. Um, as a, again, I live in in Britain. I'm an Aussie. If people are new to this podcast and they're like, "What's going on? Mm-hmm. Who is this Australian woman?" Um, <laughs> the Brits have been going a bit a bit bananas for the royal wedding, and also just bringing out any sort of yes. documentary. Or, and I'm sure it's the same in the states. Anything that's attached slightly, mildly, that they can connect to uh, the Harry and Meghan wedding, they are doing. And there've been a bunch of documentaries about um, Wallace Simpson, who, as you said, uh, fell in love and uh, just happened Mm -hmm. to fall in love with the bloke who was going to be the king. And then Mm -hmm. she was a divorcee, so the gosh crisis crisis ensued. And he said, I'm going to step away from the throne to be with the woman I love. Yes. And he did. And look, they lived a yes. pretty charming life afterwards. I don't think they had a terrible time. They did. Yeah, they did. And that that God, that could be a whole other conversation. I mean, there's so many different takes on that abdication and it goes well beyond. Like, you know, the story people like to tell is the romantic side. Like he fell in love with someone who's married. But there's a lot of like pretty crazy, terrible things yeah. that they also did as human beings. So it was not the worst that he stepped stepped away from everything. So it's really interesting to me how some people try to compare hair you know what I yeah. mean because it's like well yeah but you know so they were kind they did some they had some evil doings back in the day as well and so yeah, that, what, and, and the, the evil doings Megan's talking about is that they were friends with some Nazis as well yeah and I was they gonna were, say let's just put it out there I was like can I say that <laughs> we're, we're like two minutes in <laughs> we'll do Nazis we'll do it all no look they had some shady shit in the past and yeah. um it and it's actually interesting when you go deep into Googling that stuff, you're like, oh my gosh. One thing I will say though, Megan, I've working in my day job as a TV producer, I've met lots of interesting people and a couple of um, other producers I've worked with recently have worked on documentaries about the royal family. And it's really interesting. You're talking about PR and how they work as a, as a, like an organization, as a company, you know, the royal family are very very guarded about what they put out there. And you'll see recently um, Kate has been putting out her own photographs of the kids, which I think is a nice way to control what people see of the family. But also you hear these rumours about how they are pretty hardcore on controlling um, information that leaves and who they work with. And they're very clever with them. And they've got a very fine tuned PR machine that attaches them, you know, that attaches themselves. So I think there's nothing I, I, I look into this and we are going to talk about the wedding. I promise everyone, but I just think it's really interesting (laughs) from, from your um, experience running an agency and being in the PR publicity side of things and also looking at, um, the royal family, and I think we see a lot of what they want us to see, and they shut shit down really quickly. They don't want people to talk. About. Absolutely, and I I think it's just fascinating comparing to 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 weddings. You know, kind of pulling it back in. You look at at uh, uh, well, I still call her Kate Middleton, as does the world. I know that's not her name. She'll be a queen, you know, queen concert day. We'll still call her Kate Middleton. But when those guys got married, you know, it was the from a publicity side, which is what I do day to day. It was very much just focused on the wedding itself. But it has exploded with Harry and Meghan. The conversations being mm. had are so different this time. Like you said, there's such a modern approach to this. So it's, it's you know, a larger conversation about second weddings and, and people being, well, everyone's been cool with it. But like, you know, there was always that, should I sell it? But like, how big should 
should I go on this? And now everyone's like, whatever, just do it, girl. Like you're marrying a darn prince, you know? And, um, but from a PR standpoint, you know, we've talked so much. I mean, there, there's not a day that goes by that we don't have new story angles that we're pitching and they're being embraced because they are, like you said, they're taking this stance. They are picking a florist that the queen, like she recommended her own florist. And they're like, no, thanks. We're going to go with this lady. That's a whole conversation. <laughs> Can you imagine like your mom really wants to use a florist and you're like, no, thanks. And like drama ensues, but then like queen Elizabeth has like a sanctioned florist and you're like, no, I'm good. So, you know, it, it's all of their decisions along the way, the skipping of the fruitcake. I mean, my goodness, everyone's had fruitcake. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. God, hey, yeah. a really well-made like UK sort of fruitcake. Not, I mean, I had one at my real That's wedding true. viewing party, and it wasn't that bad. And it lasts for like years. You <laughs> literally yeah, like, can survive the apocalypse with those cakes if they are there. They are full of booze. I know. Ready to People go. grab their family <laughs> albums in an apocalypse. I'm like, no, man, grab the closest fruitcake. Yeah, you get the cake. And so, you know, it opens up these larger conversations that we just didn't have with Kate and Will. Because, you know, what, what would we talk about with Kate and Will? How to hang on for nine years and then finally, you know, then be oh, proposed to. Like, that's what we were, you know, and I think they were such a, and they're adorable, but they're very, I mean, he's being groomed and she equally is being groomed. And, and I'm a huge fan of her. Um, but with these guys, they're definitely taking a more modern approach. I mean, he just got bumped down to number six on the throne. You know, that's awesome. It is the best position <laughs> to be in. I'm like, what responsibility? Absolutely. They cut some ribbons. I am a little shady on the fact she can't be an actress anymore. I mean, fuck that. It's really annoying because also she had a great career. She had to pull the blogs down, get rid of her Instagram. And I think from as a feminist spokesperson, oh, Megan, I'm going to get annoyed. <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, I get that. Like, I do. I do get that. Like, don't get me wrong. I do like that she can use what she's doing now for the betterment of like nonprofits, but we're not pulling some Oscar. Let's be honest. She wasn't an Oscar. She was on oh, like Hallmark Channel. You know what I mean? <laughs> when I say actress, it was like air quotes. I mean, she was on suits. That's great. That's, that's something. But yeah. it's like, everyone's like American actress. I'm like, yeah, but she's no like Meryl Streep yeah, either. Sure. So we're not, you know, I'm not at, a, I'm not going to be worse off as someone who enjoys the arts because Meghan Markle isn't on Hallmark Channel in her book. That's true. That is so true. And I do, and I do think, look, there's, I mean, as someone also, hilariously, we had a conversation at work as someone who is on a visa living in this country. It's very complicated and annoying. And um, yeah. she is having to go through the same visa process that I went through. She'll be on the same visa that I am on living here in England because my husband, Rich, oh, is a, 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 what are we calling a dual citizen? That's what he's actually officially called. And I'm on a spouse visa and they're mm -hmm. so annoying. But, you know, hilariously, there was a talk about the visa. Mm -hmm. and, but she's going through all the correct avenues. Obviously, she doesn't have to prove the income of the spouse because they've got all that information. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> it's complicated. Yeah, no, it is. And I do... Yeah. And I get it. But no, I do understand that. It's like the idea of her stepping down and it, you know, versus Kate Middleton, who kind of like never really had a job. I mean, she talked about air quotes. I mean, she really yeah. was just a lady in, in waiting for the, the ring. So I, I respect that. But what I think I, I my like the way I'm looking at it is, hey, she's always had a sincere interest, like take what you will, because there are people who like her and they don't. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of in a gray area myself right now with her. But she always, always dedicated mm -hmm. time to services and charity 
maybe. And she, mm. now she can make that her full time. So I kind of like that at least, you know, I want her to have oh, time to have some cute babies too. So I'm like, well, I'm willing to. They have probably already planned that. Although she's, again, she's 37, 36. She's got a, the Royals would have frozen her eggs by now. Look, I'm such a conspiracy theorist. Probably- no, I totally was going to say that. That's so funny. Like, I was like, oh, they froze her eggs like a year ago. I mean, oh, they're girlfriend. <laughs> I also have a theory that I'm going to get in lots of trouble, but I reckon Philip's already dead and they're just waiting to, they just put him on ice and they're waiting to, after the wedding to say that. Oh, that's dark. I was like, wow, that's dark. Well, I got to tell you, okay, speaking of Philip, so here's the thing. I really, okay, see what we do in publicity is we hear these like royal wedding stories popping up, like, you know, no fruitcake and they may do this, they may do that. And so we come up with story angles. Well, a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, Prince Philip, I mean, he He's, he's in his nineties. Yeah. He has retired, you know, he has done his thing and, but they were saying he was in for surgery. And I turned to my team and I said, I sort of want to pitch like, how do you balance a wedding when someone has passed like that? Cause, but then I'm like, that's dark. Like I can't yeah. pitch that. Like he is, he's still around, but according to you, he's not, but I think he's dead. Yeah, but, you know, no. that's just my terrible conspiracy theory. I'll probably get hate mail for it, but whatever. He's lived a long life. <laughs> you're, you're like, Megan, is this hate mail from you? I'm like, no, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But yeah, no, it, but it does bring up these conversations because I mean, bring up for Prince Philip. He is, he's very opinionated. There yes. are people he doesn't like that Harry and Megan are inviting to the wedding, AKA, you know, Sarah Ferguson. And so that's another conversation. It's kind of like, what do you do when, well, they're basically, you know, footing part of the bill here. You can imagine, well, I'd have to look back and see who's really mm-hmm. financing, but you know, he's a big part of all of this. And the thought was, okay, well, it, you know, we want Sarah Ferguson there cause she's like a beloved aunt, but Philip's going to lose his damn mind, you know? And so how do you deal with that? You know, cause I mean, we all deal with that. So it's really been great content for us to be able to have these conversations because they're not without strife in their family and divorces and crazy aunts and things like that. I, I love, I mean, that's probably, I mean, the look mm-hmm. over the years, obviously, the whole uh, Diana stuff and people, the tabloid shit that they pull all the time, it, you know, and then yeah. the royals got obviously angry because she died, which was terrible. But the whole mm-hmm. thing about, you know, I think also with Megan is having the rumor mill about her parents and her family. And of course, there was Kate had, as you said, a good 10 years of a relationship to clean up the any skeletons. There probably weren't that many because she'd met him so young and was, as as you said, very much trained and ready to go. But Megan had lived her yeah. whole life elsewhere. They had no real, you know, connection to the royals and all the proper things that you're supposed to be doing and not having anything. Uh-huh. What I love about Fergie, Sarah Ferguson, is that she's made a lot of really interesting moves, possibly some would say mistakes, uh, but she's real. <laughs> I enjoy watching her and she's my favourite of all the royals. She would be the one I would say. Is she really? Yeah, I know. Look, it's not popular, but. I love it. No, I love it. Do you know my theory? Can I tell you my theory? Yes. I think she and Andrew are going to get married. I think she and Andrew are going to get married. They're still boning. They still live together. Yeah. That's very yeah. They're in it to win it. They're gonna. That's gonna happen again. So yeah, mm-hmm. they've, they've both they've explored other options, and uh, I think the best they can do is to get back together and just enjoy each other's company. Uh, it, Absolutely. 
I'm sure Megan, as soon as it got serious with Harry, I'm sure she was, girlfriend was scrubbing her Instagram. I'm sure, you know, just like when college kids graduate and they get ready to get jobs (laughs) and they go and just clean up their social media. She's like, oh God. God. I mean, she has, that's the thing. What's interesting about this wedding and from a publicist kind of perspective too, is you're going to see that they make these announcements very late in the game it's like one thing to say here's our florist here's our cake person and that's great because those guys get publicity and whatever mm-hmm. and i'm sure they can't say anything and actually be interviewed but then you've got this whole like well her dad's walking her down the aisle which again is another conversation we've been having with the media recently and they do it so last minute because they know that when they pull in these private people they're going to absolutely be hounded you know what yeah. i mean and and her dad's been known to be more reclusive. And so I think it's so savvy they're doing it this way because it was so, it, you know, it just, they learn each time and it all comes from after Diana with everything that happened with her and in being smarter about controlling the information going out. So I think they're really savvy about that. Now, talking about suppliers and what, uh, you know, comes from being a part of an event like this, and as you sort of said, they're quite they're quite um, clever with keeping things hush-hush, but there's been certainly a lot of talk in the UK wedding press about who's supplying who, and then also what an amazing mm-hmm. situation it is for some of these suppliers that aren't, as you said, always Queenie's choice. These are people, they're going a bit rogue and mm-hmm. choosing some more modern wedding suppliers. Bloody hell, it can make a business having any attachment to this family. Absolutely. I think, and, but I think it's going to be interesting for these suppliers because they're, they're getting, you know, the, the yes. And then the question I'm curious about is, you know, they, they do this wedding. And, and by the way, side note, I do wonder if they have other weddings on that oh weekend because it was such a last minute. Like, a, can you imagine? You're like, no, sorry, I'm dropping you because not saying anyone did that. Well, I've got another like, wedding. I'm, I'm dropping you. So, um, as if, yeah, as if it's you'd a little bit bigger. And yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, but what's interesting is I'm curious how long they are going to be kind of on this embargo where they can't share anything. I mean, you know, it can't be on Instagram unless the palace has already mm-hmm. announced it. We actually, I was working with, um, you know, I work with Wedding Business Magazine, which I know that you're mm-hmm. familiar with through Kylie. And we did reach out to Kate and Williams Cake, you know, company, and she had no interest in being interviewed. And I thought, oh, I bet there's something because we're so like low-key and reputable and all this it wasn't like it was like a tabloid reaching out and so I always wondered like what they're allowed to share you know post post wedding so but you're right it absolutely makes you and I think from a wedding pro standpoint for I'm sure you've got some wedding pro listeners here you know it's like yes it sends a deluge of people your way but how do you handle that volume it's like as we say here in the states it's like that Oprah effect you become Oprah's favorite thing but then it's like do you have the yeah yeah so yeah what do you do so and and how do you manage that um influx of people coming in and you know these people don't have harry and mega budgets not like any of us do you know so it's like how do you manage that so i think it's i think it'll be interesting to see how these guys you know can leverage this but also handle the volume coming in you know (laughs) it's like when kate wears a dress and then everybody wants to wear it and buy it oh yeah it just sells out a nude pump Uh, everyone wants a nude pump, but I actually they don't think they look, look very good on yeah. a lot of feet. Just yep. my personal opinion. <laughs> uh, every time I walk past that store, you think, oh, my gosh, she's made them millions yeah. of pounds selling yes. shiny nude pumps. Hey. But, you know. 
Exactly. And so, and so I think it will be, that kind of leads into fashion too. I'm really curious to see what Megan's going to do on the big day, you know? (laughs) So there's an element, I think, with this wedding that let's talk about some of the modern things. And I want to talk about clothing and attire and how um, this may affect the potentially bride chillers and groom chillers making decisions for 2019 and 20. You know, when an event like this happens, you see a lot of replication or people taking ideas and and really shaping what will be coming into the market as well. So let's talk about some of the things that they are taking a step to the side uh, for tradition from. Um, You mentioned before, they're not going with Queenie's Mm -hmm. florist. They're doing their own floristry, which Mm -hmm. is nice. And uh, there was also a great article. It's been sort of spoken about a lot that they're inviting a bunch of people instead of state dignitaries and all the people, these stuffy old (laughs) dudes. But I think it's just to avoid inviting Donald Trump, to be honest, but they, um, (laughs) Oh, amen. You don't want him there. We don't want you. Um, well, it's just like just a side note here. It's like it's so bad that they so desperately don't want to invite Trump that they just don't invite anybody. They're like, no, no global leaders, no global leaders, just so we can avoid inviting that guy. So to avoid Trump, they said no global leaders, which is great. But then instead, they have decided to invite people in the British, I think just British, it might be international community they have done that have done good for their community. So they are local community members that have um, that have given back, and I think that's wonderful. So they've said, hey, come to our party and enjoy yourselves, which is lovely. Yes, did I say that? I right? think it's great, and the fact is. No, it's correct. And I think that, you know, Windsor Castle, with their capacity being so much less so than William and Kate's location, it, it's, it's, it brings to a larger conversation among engaged couples. It's like, yes, I know it's crazy to think that whittling it down to 600 is truly whittling it down, but it, you know, obviously this is scaled magnificently versus what we're typically used to. But the question is like, who do I invite? Who do I, who, what if I don't want to invite somebody? You know what I mean? And so, yeah, they've made some major strides there. Um, we've seen, and of course, there's some traditions mixed in as well. I think, you know, the florist is known to do a lot of like organic, local floral. Like it'd be really interesting to see kind of the direction they take with that. Of course, I think, um, it, you know, trends usually organically come out at the beginning of each year. Like you see trend reports come out. You see all sorts of different things and people say, this is what it's going to be. And while I still think those are going to reign true for the most part, there is going to be a decided shift with this kind of Meghan Markle effect. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, really for 20, like you said, the bride chill is a 2019, 2020. The question is, and it's not even going to be like, here's the thing. If she, I, God help her, I hope she doesn't pick anything slinky. Like I just, I just say, girl, keep it clap. I know you like your messy buns, but good Lord, like you're marrying someone who, you know, conceivably could be king of England. Like let's, let's, you know, class it up a bit, but if really disaster strikes, if they all carcass, oh, I know. Uh, they he could he be, the could king. be, and gosh, I'm not wishing death upon no, those no, people. me neither. I just want to say that, oh, but I don't want that. So, the, so let's say her dress, it's whatever shape it is, and so even if you go out, you know, to purchase your dress, your 2019, 2020, and you don't even want the style dress she had, but the fact is, all of the suppliers are like, well, I'm going to make this dress just like Megan's because everyone's yeah, going to want exactly. it. It's like there's this movie Sideways that came out god 15 years ago when i was doing weddings mm-hmm. and every and they crapped on merlot but talked about pinot noir i couldn't keep pinot noir 
for years and no one wanted Merlot. And it's the same sort of situation here. It's like, we're going to kind of force whatever it is. So yeah, I think, you know, Harry's going to wear military uniforms. So that's, you know, that's not something that will play out in other weddings, of course. But I think her flowers, the question is like, will she bring a dash of color? It's always been, you know, I don't see her walking down in a red dress. She'll wear white or like an off white or something, but like, what will her flowers look like? Like, will she deviate away from the traditional? Will she wear a veil? I mean, it is a second wedding. I mean, some people aren't keen on that. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. And then what's harder is some of the post, you know, the reception stuff. We only get glimpses into the reception. There are two being hosted, but I think it'll be interesting to see what they, what they share with us and how it will influence, you know, the colors, the, how the church is decorated. Uh, Kate and Will had, of course, um, all of those huge like trees in, which I thought was awesome at the ceremony and, and people did follow suit. So yeah, it's like every step along the way, I'm very curious to see how that impacts not only people who want a similar look, but those poor souls out there who don't want that look, but they can't find anything else because yeah. Yeah. It's completely take over the market. Yeah. And what are you, now you said they're having two receptions. What, what are they doing? So what they do is uh, right afterwards, they're going to have, it's, it's, it's a brunch essentially. And that's going to be the larger one where post ceremony. And then in the evening time, Prince Charles hosts his own, like for the couple. And that's where, um, we don't get to see any of it. If, if, if the Spice Girls are coming and I don't know if they're, I really don't know. I mean, do I hope? Absolutely. But <laughs> it's like under wraps, but that's where it would happen. Um, Kate and Will had the same thing. Thing, and she actually tra- changed into another dress. It was beautiful. Very few pictures of it are yeah. out. And so they have two parties, which I think is, of course, when you have all the money in the world, you know, it makes sense to do something like that. So it's a little bit more low key. They can if lose. I, yeah. And I like that. And I was saying to Rich on the weekend, because literally you walk down any sort of high street in London and there are shops just selling tat and going, wouldn't it be so weird as a couple and having your face on a mug or a tea towel or a Frisbee I saw on the weekend (laughs) and just go, well, that's weird. But, you know, it is sort of summer, air quotes, in London and uh, the Frisbee might be coming out at the park. But what a strange keepsake it is to have your, your mug on a Frisbee. And to say, look, there's so much attention with all this stuff. Surely you just pop away with a couple of mates and just do a, the wedding you actually want to have quietly and then do this big hullabaloo because that's what's expected of you. But it's it's just a lot of pressure. And, and maybe Megan's been looking through uh, the Bridechiller blog or looking at something and going, gee, I wish I could have something else. Who yes. knows? She might be a Bridechiller listener. Hello, Megan. Not Megan. Oh, that gets confusing. I can change yeah. my name if you yeah. You. <laughs> Maybe she- no, I, 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 Megan says hello to Megan and we say hello to you, Megan. Um, but you know, it's just, it's such a weird situation to be in, to have this much attention placed on one event. And then of course, as you said, the expectation for her to reproduce mm-hmm. and do all the rest of the stuff just comes on strong. I mean, Kate Middleton's been pregnant for about 28 years. She has. There's a lot of babies there out there. There are a lot of babies. Yeah. She keeps that she's really healthy. Her. And the thing is, she's so different though from Megan Markle. <laughs> you know, Megan doesn't give two hoots to a degree. She does and she doesn't. You know what I mean? I mean, the minute the girlfriend walked out with a messy bun, I'm like, this is someone who is like, eh, protocol. <laughs> like, I'm actually not a fan, fan of the messy bun, but that's just me. I'm just like, pull yourself together. If Kate can look like that five minutes after giving birth, like her hair being perfect, you can you can oh put my God. some pomade or a comb or something. In that. But she's someone who, it's not that she's not, res- <laughs> we talk about it a lot in the office. Um, she, you know, she's someone who, 
she respects, she clearly respects the family, but she's also, you know, mid to late, you know, heading towards her late thirties, very established, extremely confident from the, I mean, we will all watch, well, I watched the interview. She's very confident in herself and she's not going to be someone who, well, one, she's used to the limelight to a degree um, herself. And I think she's someone who's going to say, you know what, I'm going to respect certain things, of course, here, there, but yeah, I'm going to wear pants to a to a, a function, you know, and that's something Kate, I don't think Kate owns, I guess she owns like a pair of jeans, but that's it, you know, so. You reckon? I, oh yeah. I think I saw it once, like maybe once, you know, <laughs> but that's what we're, we're dealing with Kate very differently. Kate was groomed since, you know, forever. And then I think Megan's going to say, and I agree with you because she's like kind of spliced out there, but girlfriend has it made too. It's like, I only feel so bad for her. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, you're wearing Prince Harry. Mm-hmm. So it's like, just put your face on a Frisbee and call it a day, you know? <laughs> yeah, everything's going to be fine. And look, they really, going back to that idea that they are what sixth in line to have any responsibility, yeah. they can just go on holidays like Wallace. Yes. Uh, you know, they're really pretty, you know, minus the Nazis, pretty good situation that. to be Except, in. Except for the Nazi meetings, but Harry yeah, did dress as one of I the. Know, SS, we were just you know, talking about that. It's, that literally was a conversation yesterday in the office, and we like. I'm a big fan of him. I think that they they're bringing mental illness to light. You know, in honor of their mother, I think it's amazing. But then I turned to my team and I was like, "Why doesn't anyone ever bring that up anymore?" I mean, especially given that Prince Philip. God, I feel bad for Prince Philip. Back in the day, he got so much shit from. I I fear like. I can say that in front of you, but he got so much shit for his family. Mm. He had nothing to do with it. And now Harry's like, you know what I'm going to do in Vegas? You know, he's like, no, Harry, things don't stay in Vegas the way you think they don't. do. <laughs> no, don't he's, do it. I know. No, but these guys, not get buried. Yeah. And these guys, what I think will be interesting was, yes, they can do the holiday thing, which I, I've heard they're not going on honeymoon right away, but I, I, I'll just be curious to see what they do with that. I mean, the rest of their life is kind of a honeymoon if they want it to be, um, yeah. you know, now, but but I think they're going to spend a lot of time focused on charities, which I, I do have a great deal of respect for for what they're doing there. And she she is a badass when it comes to that sort. You know, she's had her own things that she causes she's believed in. So I think it's going to be neat to see. And I think even bringing people like you were saying, inviting some members of the public to come. I think that's a huge. You know, I think that's huge to be able to do something like that. Now I wouldn't be lying if I didn't say I had my fingers crossed kind of hoping I'd be invited, but then I I had so many strikes against me. (laughs) I knew that was... Well, listen... You lead in perfectly as as a trained professional to something I want to discuss, and that is your very famous royal wedding parties. Now, when we spoke, I'm like, are you, is this what? Now, let's go back. I can't end this. We cannot end this discussion without just touching on this amazing event because you're planning a whole event, yes. which you've already done for Will and Kate. I did. Let's just go through the history. Okay, it's let's extraordinary televised. Let's so go. <laughs> here's the thing. Well, it starts very young. When I was, I, I've always had a fan and I was always been a fan of the Royal family. It's just, it's recently my husband and I were chatting, Travis and he's like, so wait, what are your hobbies? And I said, the Royal family is my hobby. What do you mean? What is my hobby? And uh, <laughs> I read about them. I do. But so when Prince Harry and, and, oh, not Prince Harry, sorry, Prince William and Kate, you know, they, and it was a long time coming. So I had plenty of time to prep and my background's in mm-hmm. weddings. So this, this is like my soup 
Super Bowl. And I said, let's, let's do this. And I posted it on Facebook back and this is like pre-Instagram. And I said, you know, would anyone actually come to my house at like 5am for this thing? And it's like the floodgates open. And so I easily had 30, 35 people in a house that doesn't fit 30 to 35. And so this was early on in, in my OFD <laughs> days. And so, so you mentioned fruitcake, right? So, um, you know, one of the local, what was it? It was a newspaper. They were doing, <laughs> doing an article on, they needed to find a crazy person who's hosting one of these viewing parties. So I like raised my hand and my friend Graham, Cakes by Graham, he is, is from the UK and a, and a pastry chef. And he made me a fruitcake. And since it was, since they lost forever, he made it two weeks prior to me actually needing it right. so I could use it in a photo shoot. Like, no problem. I took a few photos. I started kind of strategically based, placing it online. And within an hour of me posting it, I had a call. Well, Huffington Post called me and wanted to cover me. And I called my husband at work going like, holy crap. And then um, Good Morning America called me and they're like, we want to come to your party. And I'm like, so then I call my husband okay. and I'm like, we we need to completely change my entire, the entire house, like in the next 24 hours. And so, yeah, we all squeezed in. Uh, it was so funny because about 24 hours prior, they actually called and said, Hey, so we're still coming. And they had already set up shop. They're like, but instead of like a four 30 arrival, your guests need to come at three 30. So wedding oh pros God. are horrible at RSVPing and being on time. But when you dangle national TV in front of you, in front of them, 3.30 on the dot. They're all showing up on my doorstep with these fascinators. Everyone dressed up except me. I just, it was my own house. I'm like, I don't care. And so we had a really great time. It had a little bit, of, like it was on Good Morning America for like 15 seconds, you know, but it was really, I pimped it, I've pimped it out for years as a result. And so, so, so I used to get the question all the time, like, well, what about Harry to the point where when I rebranded my website recently, I added it as a frequently asked question because I get asked all the time, <laughs> are you hosting it? And so the minute it was like, it was the Monday after th our Thanksgiving here in the States, they announced it. And I was like, well, obviously I, I always said, oh, I don't know. But then I was like, you know, it's like a dog pees on everything. It's like, this is all mine. Well, I'm like the one yeah, who, who's like, this is mine. And I, no peeing, but you know what I mean? I mean, just the visual. Oh, and, so, <laughs> and so I decided to do it. Um, within 24 hours of the announcement, I had four local venues kindly offer to host it before I ever, wow. I never even announced it. And I was like, and I had to gently remind them, I said, I'm not aiming for like I, it, the TV thing happened and it was amazing, but a TV can be very tough to secure. And so, um, we ended up with shops at the Renaissance where my offices are. I, they have great spaces. We went ahead and we booked everything. And yeah, we probably were going to have about, I would say 40 or so event pros, multiple TVs. Um, people can dress up as much as amazing. they want. Yeah, it's really up to them. I'm going to wear jeans because I just, I'm, I'm actually not a theme, themed out kind of girl. That's why I host the parties so I can wear what I want. And it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to start at 6 a.m. unless we have reason to have to start earlier. And actually one of my clients who, one of your guests is flying in for it from New Orleans. What? So it's. Yeah, she's gonna bring her family. We're gonna hang out for the weekend. She's like, I think I'm gonna come to your party. <laughs> I'm just hearing this, and I think I would rather come to your party than the actual wedding. <laughs> well, it's kind of you. It's gonna be fun. We're gonna we bought I bought like a bunch of fascinators in bulk for people if they want to slap one on, and we have a photo booth, right. and I think we have three TVs, and so you know, lots of caffeine. I learned from last time that there's not enough coffee in the world at that time, and and yeah, uh, yeah we're just gonna have fun with it 
couple of hours. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. I think, you know, I, I think I'm going to go through like a withdrawal after this because it's literally been my life for, you know, since November. So I don't like, I, want to, I don't have a, a true like top tier royal wedding for probably 30 more years. And by then, I oh mean, my gosh. yeah, I'm just going to go across the pond for that one. I'm not going to miss What miss about that Eugenie one. or the other one? Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for her. And she's yeah, like, and I didn't course, sound excited. Yeah, no, I, so I do think, I mean, <laughs> I think it's going to be lovely, but it does not have the drama and the pizzazz as what we're, what we're kind of dealing with. And I think a lot of it, I always tell people, cause people are like, why do people give a shit about this? And I said, you know, outside of the wedding world, here's the thing. Prince Harry, uh, he's he's a beloved, despite the Nazi uniform, he's a beloved person. And a lot of us, our earlier memories, not to be like sad about it, but one of our earliest memories of him is walking behind his mom's coffin. It was one of the saddest days of his life. And so publicly, you know, yeah, it was awful. And so to see him, you know, rise to the occasion now and be this really spectacular person from what we've, we have every reason to believe, I think we're celebrating that differently. Now, you, Missy, loving Sarah Ferguson, I'm sure you're all over that wedding in the fall because she's Sarah's going to be out and about for that one so yeah, her, her PR and press will be loving the shit out of uh, that sort of new exposure she's always exactly. got something up her sleeve and I admire her she's got hustle um I, she I will say Megan yes yeah, she's got mm-hmm. hustle and she's you know they put love a bit of a you know magazine spread when she needs to make some extra coin um I just mm-hmm. wanted to finish up by saying I know I've been shitting on all this whole event, but I will, and I'm I'm sort of shitting on the royal family because I, I don't understand why they're still around and why they're all still around. <laughs> but not the, yeah. not for today. But I do <laughs> want to say I think those kids have done a great job, William and Harry, of bringing uh, to a lot of the forefront about mental health and disability, yes. and they're doing a lot to actually use their profiles for causes that are meaningful and aren't just going to cut ribbons. And we see that in the UK a lot. They, they're doing TV specials. They're being a lot more open, especially when it comes to that, and I think that is admirable. And that's what people in those sort of positions should be doing. They should be helping the community mm-hmm. and, and actually talking about stuff that matters. And I think Think both of them being returned service people and men because they are men, uh, and um, and really doing some work with mental health is is really important. So ten gold stars mm-hmm. to them, and uh, morbidly fascinated about all the details. Is Philip dead? We don't know. Uh, will <laughs> she wear a sleeping dress? <laughs> I feel like, you know what, this came from a terrible thing and I'm going to say it and I'm not going to say where it came from, but I've pretty much given it away earlier. A friend of a friend works for a production company who said there's going to be an announcement, we think Philip will die soon. And that just kicked off like a whole thing in the sort of London TV community of going, he's definitely dead. They're just keeping him waiting because they don't want to like rain on their parade by saying that he's dead. So if he shows up, at the wedding, it could be a weekend at Bernie style thing. If they wheel him in, yes. that's he's horrifying. not alive. Are we ending <laughs> on that? <laughs> Did you expect oh anything different? That's <laughs> a long time listener. Um, I didn't, but I just, I don't know if I was prepared for oh that. So. I'm so sorry, but I don't want that. <laughs> Any of thing, everything I've said today is only representative of me and my brand. Nothing to do with anything <laughs> Um, thank you <gasps> so much for oh, enlightening for me. and 
fabulous half an hour of your time. And look, if, <laughs> for, for bridechillers listening, Megan brings me some of the most amazing guests. She represents wedding pros who know their shit. And honestly, I absolutely love receiving an email saying, I've got someone that I think would be good for the show. And, you know, you oh, bring me you. great people. So, you know. I'm oh, always grateful. It's my pleasure. You've got a great audience and I love listening. And this was so fun. After all these years of pitching people for you, I finally I was a little bit nervous. But I was like, girl, what about, what about me? And you're like, I'm on board. So I'm so grateful. You, oh, well, likewise. And, and, you know, I hope you have the best party and I look forward to, uh, <laughs> you. you know, stalking you on the socials. And um, if you don't mind, I might share a couple of, a couple of photos in the Bridechiller community on our Facebook as well. Because I think it's, you know, it's really great to get involved in something. And it's a celebration. They're not giving us a day off work, which sucks. But um, maybe with Philip dying, actually, that's the one thing people were saying. When the Queen dies, it's a public holiday. And, I don't, you know, oh, yeah. she's, a, she's a hustler. She'll probably be around till she's 100. But oh, I don't yeah. think we get a day off for the Philip. So, well, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't know what to, how to respond to that. <laughs> okay. So this will probably make some sort of press. Anyway, um, really great to have you. And uh, uh, obviously, Bride Chillers, head to the Bride Chiller blog, which is thebridechiller.com to catch up on uh, a lovely blog post that Megan will share with us. And uh, if you would like to rate and review the Bride Chiller podcast, I encourage you to do it. Do you, Megan? Yes, absolutely. Two thumbs up. Yes. Do it now. And, right now. And it, right, exactly right now. If you enjoy the show, share. And, uh, of course, there's – I was going to say there's absolutely no content about the royal wedding in the Bride Chiller Guides, which you have read. But I encourage you, if you're planning a royal wedding, I reckon the Bride Chiller Guides is where you should go. So you should check them out also. Thank you so much for being on the show, my lovely lady. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Happy days. <laughs> The Bride Chilla Podcast, empowering you to kick wedding planning ass every day.